Hello and welcome back to Inside the USFL, a podcast giving you an inside look at the USFL from someone on the inside. To my right is Birmingham Stallion Center, Jordan McRae. I am Zach Bruner. How is it going, Jordan, on this victory Monday? Once again, six time in a row. It's going good. Um, any Anytime we can get a W on the weekend, it's always going to make good for the off day. So just taking advantage, getting some rest and uh, relaxing a little bit before we get the week started. Yeah, and you guys, I mean, you're rolling. You guys are playing good, undefeated still, obviously. This week, I believe... If my math is correct, I think you can clinch a playoff spot this week. With a, if you guys win and Tampa loses, Tampa plays the Generals. Obviously, they're five and one. Generals uh-huh. only losses to you guys. If you guys win, Bandits lose. I think technically you guys clinch a playoff spot, which, I mean, it's good. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm assuming, I'm, I'm guessing you guys aren't talking about that, right? Uh, no, you mentioned it right now is the first time I heard it, but I guess mathematically that wouldn't that wouldn't make sense. But um, we're just trying to you know take care of what we got to take care of when this weekend and let all the chips fall where they may. I mean, Holtz has been pretty good about at least sharing with media, and I know Jay Mar has said it too. So he's been around Holtz a long time. Obviously, that each mm-hmm. week is just go one and zero. Yeah, and you guys. It, it, it shows, honestly, with you guys on the field. Just try to get that win and then move on, get another win next week. And uh, you guys are putting it together. And this win this past week against the Michigan Panthers was uh, a relatively clean win. Mm-hmm. You guys, no turnovers, which is a big key to winning, obviously. You guys won the time of possession. You guys ran the ball well. Uh, Bo Scarborough. Uh, his coming out party basically for you guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, overall takeaways from the game, obviously a little interesting with weather, uh, but how are you feeling coming out of the game against Michigan? Uh, feeling good. I mean, we got the W, which is the most important thing. Uh, did a lot of good things on the ground, but there still is um, at least offensive, offensive line wise, some things that we can clean up for next week, but um, getting a little bit better, making sure, Making sure that we got the W is the most important thing, and then fixing those problems is a lot better when you got the win. So um, happy about the win, you know, 24-hour rule, and then now we're just getting ready for Pittsburgh this week. Uh, There's a few injuries on the O-line, I think, on the right side. Is everyone doing all right so far? Do you think anyone's going to be staying out? No, I think think we'll be fine. Um, uh, Darius got a little bit nicked up towards the end of the game. Thought it was going to be something serious, but he's going to be okay too. So we'll just see how he progresses this week. But um, we should be fine. And then if he isn't ready to go this week, um, we got a lot of guys that has been paying a lot of different positions. So they'll be ready to step in and we won't miss a beat. Cool. That's good news for sure. Uh, let's talk about this game a little bit. Early in mm-hmm. the game, is you guys were trading back and forth. And uh, you guys, honestly, it was just self-imposed mistakes, some drops early on by the wide receivers when mm. that happens, when it's clearly like you see, it's a drop. So the, the ball was there. You guys blocked all that was fine. Uh, from an offensive lineman's point of view, it's easy to point fingers, obviously because you didn't drop the ball. Uh, but what's your mindset when these self-imposed mistakes are happening to your offense? Uh, you would rather that they don't, but um, at least from the offensive line standpoint, we know that we're not perfect. Like there's a lot of times where, 
we may miss a block or give up a sack when guys are running wide open. So it's like it's a tit for tat thing. You know, nobody's going to be perfect. We just re- got to realize the next play mentality. So if um, a receiver does drop a ball or anything bad happens, you know, you got to get a chance to make it up for it the next play. So that's really how we look at it. And we did a good job of that this past weekend. Yeah, for sure. And you guys definitely got uh, past it. Uh, basically, after the break, the first break, and I'm talking about there's some lightning. So you guys had to go into the locker room. This was, I think, early second quarter, maybe yeah. mid second quarter. Uh, when this happens, what what's going on in the locker room? Are you guys just sitting there? Is it tough to stay locked in? Are you trying to stay locked in and loose? Or what are you guys really doing back there when there's a weather delay? Uh, yeah, we try to stay locked in, like not go to our phones unless you're going to be like listening to music to keep yourself ready for the game. But just stay locked into the moment, um, hoping that, you know, it'll only be 30 minutes because you got to wait for 30 minutes after every strike of lightning. And um, just going over some things that uh, we were doing well in the game and some things that we had to clean up a little bit and making sure guys are off their feet and and things of that nature. So just try to make the just use the 30 minutes for an advantage and not let it be something that's going to hinder us when we get back out there. And I mean, you seem to do well for sure. Um, I know we've talked about a halftime before. Halftime is a lot shorter than people realize. People aren't uh, going into halftime and drawing up new plays, really. They're not breaking down a million things, making a million yeah. adjustments. It's, a lot of times it's get a bathroom break, maybe something to eat, little speech, come back out. When there's yeah. a weather delay like that, are you grouping with your position and actually talking through things more? Or is it the same type of mindset as a halftime? No, we, we will group a little bit together and, and try to talk more um, just because we have a little bit longer of a break. Make sure everybody's on the same page. If we are making any kind of adjustments that uh, we didn't get to on the sideline before we went in for the break, then talk about it there. So we had uh, us and Coach Jaime talk for about 10, 15 minutes about how we're going to keep attacking them on offense and what we need to clean up offensive line wise. And then after that, really just hydrate, sit it down, lay down, pick your feet up. And uh, just make sure that your body's feeling good for when we go back out. And I mean, much like when you guys have come out of halftime this year, you guys came back out and looked good. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you guys got the win. The score, uh, 33-17, might look a little bit more lopsided than how the game felt, I would say. Two yeah. fourth quarter scores by you guys helped you pull away late. Um, and offensive line's an interesting position when we talk about uh, takeaways from a game an offensive lineman could have a great game and give up one sack and all of a sudden it's a bad game they had mm-hmm. they had one bad play out of 64 or whatever it is yeah. and it's a it's a bad game so i'm I'm gonna talk about because you you were you were zoomed up on more often than past games your name was called and that's not a good thing for offensive linemen yeah. usually <laughs> so uh first off again one bad snap mm. out of essentially this entire season so far but that's going to be highlighted Mm. did it slip out of your hand or what was the situation yeah no i literally felt like felt it slip i felt it kind of dribble back a little bit as soon as i snapped the ball and i kind of kind of realized it was a it was a low low to the left and um that's just on me i gotta make sure make sure i'm uh more locked in and even if it i am sweating or anything like that just make sure i get the ball back to the quarterback that's the first thing i gotta do so when that happens, do you 
obviously, um, some people could tr uh, completely overthink it later on. It's such a routine thing to snap the ball at this point in your career, and all of a sudden you have a hiccup. Mm. Are you trying to slow down for the next couple plays and making sure it gets there, or are you just trusting that muscle memory that it's going to be good for the next time? Yeah, I, I try to not think about it anymore because if I think too much, then another snap might be too high because I'm overcompensating or just realize I made a mistake next play, next play mentality. So just get on to the next one and keep doing what I've been doing the entire season. So try not to really dwell on it too much. And just keep keep playing my game. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good call. You were definitely moving a lot more this game as well with – we talked about you snapping and then pulling mm -hmm. last game, making some key blocks, obviously – uh, you did it on the bow uh, touchdown run towards the, on the right side. You did it a yeah. few other times. That is uh, very effective at this point for you guys, I think. That's good. And uh, late in the game, I'm not sure if you know who was commentating for you guys or not, but Cam Jordan from the Saints was up there in the booth. Oh, okay. So a uh, little biased towards the defense, I would say, rightfully so. Yeah. But you got caught uh, supposedly holding late in the game, and he loved it. Uh, he was very happy about it. Uh, but, I mean, from an offensive lineman's point of view, I don't think it was. But clearly it's something that the refs weren't calling the entire game, and then something like that happens. Mm. What's it like from a mental point of view? Are you trying to be extra careful later? Are you telling the ref, you know, hey, let's try to keep it equal the entire game then? Mm. Or what do you what are you like going forward after a call like that? Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't hold him. In my opinion, but uh, they, no, they're, they're, they, uh, they, that's their judgment. I'll probably make a joke with the ref now. And, and when I, I just said, ref, now ref, you didn't, you know, I didn't tug him at all. And uh, yeah. he'll, he'll laugh on me or anything like that. But I still play the game the exact way I've been playing the entire time. Try not to get too much um, thinking about how the refs are going to call it, just thinking about how I'm going to play my game. And if I use the right technique and, and keep my hands inside and, if a guy doesn't flop, then nine times out of ten, I'm not going to get called for it. So, you just got to keep, mm -hmm. keep playing the game I've been playing. So, yeah, I think Cam Jordan's whole point of view. He he said he's happy the rest finally woke up. So I think it's because there weren't enough holding calls later or earlier mm -hmm. in the game. So he's he's just happy to see one. Which yeah, whatever. Good for him. <laughs> I don't I don't know what else to say. Uh, Sire Thomas wants to know how difficult has it been to come together as a team in a first year league um man really it at least from our team standpoint it hasn't been uh and that, that's a credit to coach Holtz and everybody who's brought all these great players together but it's, it's a lot of guys that you know really want to do well individually but also know that this is a team game so uh everything that they're doing is, is for the betterment of the Birmingham Stallions not just the betterment of themselves and when you see guys be selfless like that it makes it easier to come together as a team because you know that guy has your back and then makes you want to do the same for him. So um, I think it's just a credit to like the guys that we have in the locker room, but it hasn't been hard to jail at all. And of course, winning helps everything. So being six and zero definitely uh, definitely helps a little bit, you know. Uh, for sure, for sure. I'm sure if you talk to. Uh, like your opponents this upcoming week, Pittsburgh Maulers, they may have had more difficulties, but I think everybody overall is coming together as a league at this point in the season a lot better. I mean, you see the play is picking up across the league, so I would assume team chemistry is picking up as well. Um, so you also welcomed in 
and he had a big week this past week. We already mentioned him, Bo Scarborough, uh, running back with NFL experience, big Alabama guy. So when you welcome somebody like that in midseason, you guys are already rolling. You guys are doing well, and this is sort of a new star in the USFL. Uh, what's that like welcoming a new personality coming in? Because I think it's easy from an outside perspective for someone to say, all of these players are individuals. They are all treating this as their NFL tryout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it could be really easy for everyone to have a me point of view, a me personality. Uh, but I think what you're saying is, at least on your team, it's been a little bit different. So has it been a little bit different with both Scarborough as well? Uh, it has been, man, because Bo is – I didn't I didn't know Bo before this besides him being a really good running back at Alabama and and having success in the NFL. But he's, he's just a, a really, really good teammate as well. Um, always encouraging the offensive line whenever he whenever he's in and whenever he's not in. Um, really, really wants to know the offense well. Come comes to Cam and uh, Cam uh, Cameron Hunt and, and Ryan Pope stay like two buildings away from me. So he's over there when I'm over there trying to learn the offense, trying to learn our blocking schemes and how we're going to be fitting things up just so he can be successful so we can be successful. And we have three uh, really good running backs, but they all do things differently. And uh, mm-hmm. he understands his role, and this is just trying to add to it in whatever way possible. So we needed him to take a little bit more of the load this week, and and he did that really, really well. He ran behind his pads, and um, this is it's, it's a really, really good addition to the team. Your team truly feels like a next man up, and everyone is going to get opportunities at some point. Type of team you see it with the mm-hmm. running backs, you've seen it with the wide receivers, uh, Mitchell stepping up again the past couple weeks after a big week one. But, I mean, quarterbacks, I think, is very obvious. It Mm. seems like both quarterbacks are for sure going to play every single week. Um, I think the commentators are questioning the quarterback switch a little bit in this game uh, because Jamar just got done leading a touchdown drive, and all of a sudden Alex is coming in. Mm. Was that something you guys planned uh, for a quarterback exchange at some point in the game, or – is it is it completely you know kind of above your pay grade? Uh, you're not really sure when or if there's going to be a switch. Uh, I'm I'm not really sure, but I'm I'm pretty. If I had to guess, I think the plan going in is for for both of them to play because um, they both take take a good amount of the reps and practice in the week. Um, both are good quarter. We can win with whoever's back there, to be honest, and and. Um, both add a little bit something different to the game. So I think that was the plan uh, from the jump, but I'm I'm not 100% sure about that, to be honest. Yeah, and Holt said, I guess, to the commentators that the plan was for both to play. Mm-hmm. I think they were just confused that when it happened, but it was also getting towards the end of the game. And if the plan was to get Alex reps, you know, you got to make the switch at some point. And it right. worked. Like, you led a touchdown drive, so who cares? Yeah, so all the way up as well. Hundred uh, percent. Moving away from football for a second, you talked about anime on the show a couple times now. Yeah. And Jake Osmond wants to know: first off, what anime are you currently watching? Uh, currently, I know I'm real, real behind, but uh, I started watching One Piece, and I know it's still it's like a thousand or eleven hundred episodes or something like that. And I'm just on like episode two hundred, but. Um, so yeah, right now One Piece, and really just waiting for 
a couple of other ones that come back out. Um, finished watching Demon Slayer, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm pretty much open for all of them, though, man. I'm a, I'm a real big anime fan. I just have to get somebody has to refer it to me. I'm not going to be the one that sits through a boring one or anything like that. So I'm really down sure. to listen to anything or watch anything. I think it could be something I could be interested in, but I haven't watched any anime. So okay. if you had to recommend one for me to get into it, what would it be? Um, To get into it? I feel like the the... The pretty one, the one that everyone knows about is Dragon Ball Z is is one, and then Naruto. Those are like the two sure. two of the biggest pillars in all of anime. So I'll say either one of those, and you'll probably become a fan of it. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Uh, Jake also wants to know what was the first anime you got into, though. Uh, the first one I got into was. Probably either Dragon Ball Z or Yu Yu Hakusho. Okay. Yeah. So that um, when I was younger, whenever me and my brother used to go to Georgia to visit my mom's side of the family, that's all they watched. So that's all I watched. So that works. Uh, this is a very him question, too. This is the last anime question we got. But okay. uh, do you ever watch it to get you hyped up? Are you watching anime in the gym or I don't know. Is it something that hypes you up? You know, it's actually really funny. Like uh, sometimes I will, but my, my, my brother is, is obviously a, a very big anime guy as well. So he'll send me like on uh, game days clips, like just like clips on YouTube, of something that he thinks is cool or anything like that, that gets him hyped. So, so yeah, to a certain extent I do because uh, my brother sends them to me. Yeah. Uh, your brother, again, we were talking right before the show because I got a Texan shirt on. Mm -hmm. uh, your brother's obviously at Houston camp right now. Has he been able to shoot over to Birmingham at all? He's came to the first game, and he's actually coming. Uh, uh, he'll be here Thursday for, for this week's game because this is uh, our birthday weekend also. I'm, I turn, okay. turn 30 on uh, Tuesday next week. So, so, um, so yeah, he's going to be down here from Thursday to Monday. And... Um, and be able to watch this game as well. So it, it'll be a good time. I'm sure it will be. Happy early birthday to both of you. Appreciate it. Uh, this just popped into my mind. I don't think we've talked about this. Uh, obviously, in your, I think it's still in your Twitter uh, handle, number 63. You got number 63 around your neck right now. You're number 51 for this league. Uh, is there any significance behind the number change, or were you given it? No, no, no. It is, it is significant. So... Um... And a lot of these different leagues or or um, even for different teams I played for, I've, I've uh, either worn 63, like I could have worn 63 here, but uh, I've worn 64, and that's for my twin brother, Justin. Um, and that was in the AAF and in this past year in the, uh, in the IFL. And um, I wore 65 in high school for my older brother because that's his number. And then uh, 51, my dad played a uh, middle linebacker for Morris Brown College. And um, it, I decided I wanted to wear a number for him. So that's why I decided to wear 51 this season. Okay. Well, I'm definitely making him proud. Once again, in a new startup football league, you're undefeated, like we talked about preseason. Imagine mm -hmm. that. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
We'll go out on this. Bobby Sampsonite wants to know, has there been a specific defensive lineman that has given you the most trouble or defensive line, I guess you could say, just that has given your offensive line group the most trouble this year? Um, We played a lot of good defensive lines. Uh, everybody here is pretty talented. Um, not to sound cocky or anything, but given trouble, I wouldn't think. But um, we played New Jersey week one, and their nose guard is pretty good. A guy I played with before, uh, Toby Johnson. And um, I would say Tampa, Tampa's front is, is, is pretty good as well. They got some bigger guys, and even the guys that aren't as big are pretty pretty shifty. So um, I, would, I would say those, um, New Jersey and Tampa have some pretty good defensive lines. Well, you may not have to uh, – you might play Tampa one more time during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you do have to play him one more time. Uh, we are talking before the show, if Tampa loses this week to the Generals, who you are just talking about, and you guys get a win against the Pittsburgh Maulers, uh, Stallions are clinching a playoff spot, which is nice. It's early, but again, you guys are just looking to go 1-0. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it'll change your mindset any. But you do play the Pittsburgh Maulers Sunday on Fox, uh, 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern. This past weekend was the best weekend, I think, overall for USFL uh, viewership. The numbers continue to go up, so I think that's a good thing. And this is going to be a good game to watch for sure. Yeah. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about as you prepare for Pittsburgh this week? Uh, No, man, that's pretty much it. If you're tuning in to this, make sure you tune into the game so we can keep those views up and uh, keep this league going strong, man. A lot of guys are having a lot of fun and uh, just trying to put out a good product for all the fans. Uh, speaking of that, I mean, fans obviously well in attendance this past weekend. The stands were packed for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell how big of a difference it makes when they are there versus the games where it could be a little bit more spotty? Um, well, for us, it seems like the fans are always out, but a lot of the guys that I've talked to or that I'm friends with on other teams, say they love playing against us just because the atmosphere feels more like football because, you know, obviously they're not in their respective market, so it's not going to be as many fans. But when they play us, it, it gives them back that 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 real game time environment, and they, they enjoy it a lot. So um, that's why I'm happy I'm on the, the home team here, and uh, we can make sure it's packed out every time we play. Yes, yeah, so make sure you guys are there this weekend. Like I said, Pittsburgh Mauler Sunday uh, 1 p.m. Central, go see Jordan play. Wish him a happy birthday as they beat Pittsburgh and hopefully clinch the playoffs. Uh, I'm Zach Gruner, Jordan McRae with me once again. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.